Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. This is Lisa. We are reading the book Intramuros, and we are on chapter 14. This chapter, somewhat shorter than the other, starts with a poem by Charles Wesley. Not all the archangels can tell the joys of that holiest place, where the Father is pleased to reveal the light of his heavenly face. We also have a Bible verse, Revelations 15:8, And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. Still passing through the park, we came out upon the open country and walked some distance through flowery meadows and undulating plains. At length, we entered a vast forest whose great trees towered above us like swaying giants. The day was well nigh spent the day so full of joy and glad surprises and happy hours. Full as it had been, I felt there was still something left for me. Deep hidden in the twilight valley of the day, something that held my soul in awe, so as the last moments preceding the Holy Sacrament. And I'm not quite sure what she means by the Holy Sacrament. As I mentioned in at the end of chapter 13, um, she's living in a day and time of the great Protestant movement of the Reformation. So that holy sacraments and those sorts of things stem out from, um, you know, the earlier church history. That's all I know. My brother walked by me absorbed in silent thought, but with a touch beyond even his usual gentleness. I did not ask where we were going at that unusual hour so far from home, for fear and doubt and questionings no longer vexed the quiet of my soul. Although the forest was dense, the golden glow of the twilight rested beneath the trees and sifted down through the quivering branches overhead, as though falling through the windows of some grand cathedral. At length we emerged from the forest upon a vast plain that stretched out into illimitable space before us, and far away we faintly heard the thunder of the breaking waves of that immortal sea, of which I had heard so much, but had not yet seen. But for their faint and distant reverberation, the silence about us was intense. We stood a moment upon the verge of the forest. Then as we advanced a few steps into the plain, I became aware that immediately to our right, the ground rose into quite an elevation. And as I turned, a sight broke upon my bewildered eyes that the eternal years of earth and heaven can never efface. Upon the summit of this gentle slope, a temple stood, whose vast dome, massive pillars, and solid walls were of unsullied pearl, and through whose great mullioned windows shone a white radiance that swallowed up the golden glow of the twilight and made it its own. I did not cry aloud nor hide my face, as at former revelations, but I sank slowly to my knees and crossing my hands upon my breast, with uplifted face, stilled heart and silent lips, laid my whole being in worship at his feet, who sits upon the throne. How long I knelt thus, I know not. Even immortal life seemed lost before that greatest of celestial mysteries. At length my brother, who had been silently kneeling beside me, arose and, lifting me to my feet, whispered gently, Come. 
I felt rather than saw that his face was colorless with the depth of his emotion, and I yielded to his guidance in silence. A long flight of low broad steps in gradations rose from almost where we stood to the very door of the temple. They too were of solid pearl, bordered on either side by channels paved with golden stones, through which coursed crystal waters that met and mingled in one stream far out upon the plain. Ascending these steps, we entered the temple, and for a moment stood in silence. I do not know how it was, but in that brief instant, it may have been longer than I knew. Every detail of that wonderful interior was fastened upon my memory, as a scene is photographed upon the artist's plate. Heretofore it had taken repeated visits to a room, to enable me to correctly describe it in detail. But this, in a lightning's flash, was stamped upon the tablet of my memory indelibly for all time, nay, for eternity. The immense dome at that moment, filled with a luminous cloud, was upheld by three rows of massive pillars of gold. The walls and floors were of pearl, as also the great platform that filled at least one-third of the temple upon the eastern side. There were no seats of any kind, the great golden pillars stood like rows of sentinels upon the shining floor. A railing of gold ran entirely around the platform upon the three sides, so that it was inaccessible from the body of the temple. Beneath this railing upon the temple floor a kneeling step passed around the platform, also of pearl. In the center of the platform an immense altar of gold arose, supported by seraphs of gold with outspread, outspread wings one at each corner and underneath it. In a great pearl basin, a fountain of sparkling water played, and I knew intuitively it was the source of the magical river that flowed through the gardens of heaven and bore from us the last stains of death and sin. Nothing living beside ourselves was within the temple, except two persons who knelt with bowed heads beside the altar rail upon the farther side. But by the altar stood four angels, one upon either side, dressed in flowing garments of white, with long, slim trumpets of gold uplifted in their hands, as though waiting in expectancy the signal for their trumpet call. Long draperies of silver gossamer hung in heavy folds back of the altar platform. Suddenly in the moment that we looked we saw the draperies tremble and glow until a radiance far beyond the splendor of the sun at midday shone through them and the whole temple was filled with the glory of the Lord. We saw in the midst of the luminous cloud that filled the dome the forms of angelic harpers, and as we dropped with bowed heads beside the altar rail and hid our faces from the brightness of his coming, we heard the trumpet call of the four angels about the altar and the voices of the celestial harpers as they sang. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Amen. The voices softly died away. The last notes of the golden trumpets had sounded, and there was silence in heaven. We knew that the visible glory of the Lord was, for the present, withdrawn from the temple, which is his throne. Still we knelt with bowed heads in silent worship before him. 
When at last we arose, I did not lift my eyes while within the temple. I desired it to remain upon my memory as it had appeared when filled with his glory. We walked some time in silence, I leaning upon my brother's arm, for I yet trembled with emotion. I was surprised that we did not return into the forest, but went still farther out upon the plain. But when I saw that we approached the confluence of the two streams which issued from the fountain beneath the altar, I began to understand that we would return by the way of the river instead of by forest and lake. We reached the stream at length, and stepping into a boat that lay by the shore, we were soon floating with the current toward home. We passed through much beautiful scenery on our course that I had not seen before, and which I resolved I would visit in the future, when leisure from my daily duties would permit. Lovely villas, surrounded by beautiful grounds, stretching directly up from the water's edge, lay on both sides of the river, and formed a panorama upon which the eye never tired of resting. Toward the end of the journey we passed my sister's lovely home, and we could plainly see her and her husband drinking in the scene with enraptured eyes from the window of her own room. My brother and I were both silent the greater part of the time during our journey homeward, though each noted with observant eyes the signs of happy domestic life by which we were surrounded on every side. The verandas and steps of the homes we passed were full of their happy inmates. Glad voices could be constantly heard, and merry shouts of laughter came from the throngs of little children, playing everywhere upon the flowery lawns. Once I broke our silence by saying to my brother, I have been more than once delightfully surprised to hear the familiar songs of earth reproduced in heaven, but never more so than I was today. That hymn has long been a favorite of mine. These happy surprises do not come by chance, he answered. One of the delights of this rare life is that no occasion is ever overlooked for reproducing here the pure enjoyments of our mortal life. It is the Father's pleasure to make us realize that this existence is but a continuance of the former life, only without its imperfections and its cares. Frank, I believe you are the only one of our friends here who has never questioned me about the dear ones left behind. Why is it? He smiled a peculiar, peculiarly happy smile as he answered, Perhaps it is because I already know more than you could tell me. I wondered if it was not so, I said, for I remembered how uh, well how my dear father had said in speaking of my brother upon the first day of my coming. He stands very near to the master, and I knew how often he was sent upon missions to the world below. I lay down upon my couch on our return, with a heart overflowing with joy and gratitude and love, beyond the power of expression, and it seemed to me the tenderness and the divine eyes that looked down upon me from the wall was deeper, purer, holier than it had ever been before. I will reach the standard of perfection you have set for me, my Savior, I faltered, with clasped hands uplifted to him, if it takes all my life in heaven and all the help from all the angels of light to accomplish it. And with these words upon my lips and his tender eyes resting upon me, I sank into the blissful repose of heaven. So that was chapter 14. Uh, 
I might have mentioned before on this channel, I was raised Catholic, and the song that the um, angels with the trumpets were singing, the holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all works, shall praise thy name on earth. And that's an old Christian hymn, a uh, Catholic hymn. I'm sure that it was shared by the Catholic and the Lutheran slash Protestant churches in the 1800s as it was very popular. Um, you also might have recognized it as a Catholic hymn. No doubt, and I say if this account is true, no doubt she is realizing some of the beautiful things that she held dear in her Christian walk on earth carried forward into heaven. I I personally don't think when I get to heaven and if I am permitted to go to the throne and hear the angels sing about the throne, I don't, I can't say that I will hear that hymn. Um, I think we're all going to hear what his glory is expressed in, um, in a different way according to the measure we have attained to. And she kind of highlights that later on in this chapter, and I was glad to see this, where she said, I will reach the standard of perfection you have set for me, my Savior. Um, when we get to heaven, I believe you know, we have gone as far as we can on earth toward perfection. And when we get to heaven, we continue on toward perfection. We don't stop in our knowledge of him. And so I was glad to see that because Paul talks about that in the book of Hebrews. Of uh, reaching perfection and attaining to the glory and all of these types of things. The other thing I wanted to point out is how she was finally able to see the crystal sea. Um, it was a large body of water, and I, and I don't know exactly how she um, described it. Let's see. Okay, she heard the thunder of the breaking waves of that immortal sea of which I had heard so much but had not yet seen. So she has not seen it yet because they went to the temple. But the crystal waters that come out from under the altar that go out to the sea is very interesting. And I might have mentioned this before on this channel. Um, <clears throat> one time in 2018, and I might have, and I'm, sure I mentioned it in the Awakening series on this podcast from earlier this year. Um, I had had a vision while I was in praise and worship. During 2018, the Lord visited me in a great way. And we all have our time of visitation. So this was mine. And on into early 2019. I saw the waters coming out from under the altar, and they were crystal clear with a goldish hue. 
and I looked and I saw my feet were standing in the water and it was ankle deep, which of course reminded me of that chapter in Ezekiel about the waters rising. Um, but in 2014, October of 2014, um, so four years before this, I had resigned my job with the government. I was going through an awful, awful time there. It's just, I pray nobody has to go through what I went through there. But um, I had quit my job and I, and I told my husband, you know, I just need a break. I haven't not worked since my children were tiny. So, you know, like 25 years or more. And I had not had no break from any jobs. And I just wanted to take a couple of months and just, and I know that's nothing to some other people, but, you know, I had gone through a lot, a lot, many deaths. I had gone through a divorce previously. I had gone through just, you know, just a lot. So I just wanted to clear my head and connect with the Lord. Well, this is 2014. So I had um, been just, while he was at work, I was just taking day after day after day and I was just studying and I was going into older books like these, but not this one, but more like, um, you know, the classics of like Spurgeon and, you know, just, just really deep into the teachings of the past and on into where, you know, where we are today. But anyway, one afternoon I was really full, like I felt spiritually full of just studying the Lord's workings throughout history. I laid down on the couch and at once I was swept away into a crystal sea. And all I could see was this milky white water with crystals in it. And I was being swept away. I was, it was more like being sucked in. And I was, I was very surprised because I thought if, if this sucks me in completely, I will no longer be alive. I knew it was a dimensional thing taking me to the realm of heaven. I just knew it. I knew it was the feeling of peace that came over me, it was just unbelievable. It was like, it was just enveloping. There's no words to describe it. And I thought, if this is what heaven feels like, just keep on going. And then I opened my eyes. I thought, ah, dang it. <laughs> so when she talks about this crystal sea uh, coming up in, in one of the next chapters, I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know what that's about. And it is, it's a cleansing. It changes your whole, I would say DNA, but, but DNA is kind of like a flesh and blood thing. It just changes you. It just removes and purifies. There's just nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Okay, well, I'm sorry. This was going to be a short one, and it ended up not being a short one. So I'm going to end it here. 
And this is chapter 14 of Intramurals. And until next time, I pray you have a blessed day.